the One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. Welcome to the very first episode of the One Fab Day Wedding Podcast, where we'll be taking all the inspiration and information we share every day on OneFabDay.com and delivering it straight into your ears every week. Whether you're planning a small, intimate ceremony for just you and your other half, or preparing a huge wedding for 300. You're in excellent company with us and we'll help you with your planning every step of the way. So I guess we should get started by introducing ourselves. Hello, so I am Selena. I am the deputy editor of One Fab Day. And although I have not been married, I am threatening to elope on a, I would say, weekly basis, Claire. My name is Claire. I'm the editor of One Fab Day. And I'm married about two years. I got married with a boho-y, barbecue-y type wedding. It It was was fantastic. It was great fun. It was very sunny. We're getting ahead of ourselves. First, we need to tell them (laughs) what we're all about. Uh, Oh, first we have to say congratulations. Congrats, guys, if you're engaged. Anyone who's nearly engaged. You did it. Uh, This is definitely, we're drinking Prosecco, not water, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. This is going to be a bubbles all the way kind of podcast, right? That's yes, why I signed absolutely. up. Yeah. yeah. If we're not two drinks in, we're not doing it right. <laughs> we're not. Uh, and also welcome to anyone else who might be listening. So if you're not yet engaged, more power to you. You know what you want. You want to get your plans in. You want to get yeah. your venues locked in, your dress locked down. I respect that. Yeah. Hugely. I was one of those people. I nearly bought a wedding dress before I, I got engaged. I also did that. I mean, yeah. what's wrong with us? No shame in it. Bridal party members, bridesmaids, the groomsmen, the You've best all got women. Jobs. You guys aren't off the hook either. We'll be talking about all of that. And of course, we're here for the couples, the brides, the grooms, straight couples, gay couples, yep. all of you. All of you. You've got a lot of planning to do and it might get a bit stressy but we're here to help in a judgment-free way. Yeah, at One Fab Day, we're all about just being super helpful. You do you kind of weddings. We're not into telling you how much you have to spend. We're not saying you have to get the most expensive bouquet. But if you do want to get the most expensive bouquet, that's okay too. Go for it. So what do we cover on the site, Selena? We have everything. We've inspiration. We have information, like really handy checklists. We've got playlists. We've got... Oh, I love a good wedding playlist. Oh, so good. Um, We have... Ceremony readings, basically everything you could possibly need. It's we've a one-stop it. shop. It's a one-stop shop. In checklist form, if you like a meteor read, we've got some long reads as well. Yeah, I, I'm prone to writing the long reads. I uh, I just can't stop. Whereas <laughs> I like a checklist. I'm like, tell me what five things I need to do now. Thank you. You'll probably uh, get that vibe when you read the site. <laughs> <laughs> well, enough with the introductions. We should probably get on with the show. One Fab Day Expert Wedding Tips. To kick off each episode, we're going to be giving you a little nugget of really helpful information. It certainly helped you out, Claire, when you were planning your wedding. It sure did. Uh, Claire, what have we got this week? What's your tip? So this is one that a lot of people don't think about, but I always advise couples to use a credit card where possible. Now, I know we're all told not to get into debt over our weddings, and I'm absolutely in agreement with that. But it is really good as a protection for you. So for things like if you're buying something online, if you're shopping for your wedding dress from a shop that you don't know a lot about, I think it's really, really always a good idea to use a credit card. And that way you're protected. So if you have an issue with something you've purchased, but you've bought it on credit card, you have a better comeback. You always have a lot more of a comeback say if what happened last year uh, a bridesmaid boutique went under and a lot of brides lost their money on the dresses and if they had bought it on credit card there's not always but there's definitely more of a comeback financially of course so definitely don't buy anything you don't have the money to spend on so have the money there in your current account but buy it on your credit card and maybe for those purchases as well they're a bit random like i need a wedding umbrella from amazon yes amazon etsy things like that where you don't necessarily know who you're buying it from the one fab day wedding podcast 
because this is our first episode of the podcast, we thought we'd get straight to the point. So you're engaged. Now what? It is kind of that intimidating thing, isn't it? There's an overwhelmingness that comes with engagement. Yeah, because you've been to loads of weddings, you've seen a million weddings and films and whatever, and then all of a sudden you're staring one in the face and you're like, I don't know what I want. And people have so many questions. Yeah, from the absolute outset. People are like, what kind of wedding are you going to have? Can I be your bridesmaid? What are you going to wear? How are you going to do your hair? It's a whole minefield. I mean, what are some of the things people said to you when you said you were engaged? Were they like, can I be your bridesmaid? Can I come? I'll help you pick out your dress. Was it a bit a bit much? One person said to me, I'm not coming to your wedding if you don't have a photo booth. <laughs> Which is sound. I... She didn't get an invite. <laughs> <laughs> is it you or the photo booth? Okay, we'll go with yeah. neither. I did have a photo booth. But you I did. just didn't ask her out of spite. Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe just don't like put conditions on people the moment they're engaged. Yeah, I think a tip for someone who's a friend of someone who's just got engaged, just be like, oh my God, I'm so happy for you. Yeah. That's all you need to say. It's okay to just say, this is amazing. Oh, I can't wait. This is so exciting. You must be delighted. There's no need to go into, and where are you having it? Yeah. And tell us more. And the same goes for couples. I think it's nice for you to have time to just be engaged. Being engaged is lovely. And just enjoy that as a stage on its own, not a I'm engaged and planning a wedding. Yeah, and that stage will never, ever come again because that's the stage where you have every possibility is open to you. Yeah, absolutely. Because the minute you start making decisions, your possibilities get narrower and narrower um, from the minute you book a venue or pick a date. So it's kind of nice to kind of sit with it for a while and and see what you want from your day. I think having a one-liner to give to friends and family is a really good idea at this stage. Yeah, a friend of mine told me that when she got engaged, they they just had this one line that was, uh, thanks so much. Yeah, we're really excited. We're not sure what we're doing yet, but we're having a small wedding was exactly what she said yeah. to everyone. And it really managed expectations from the very, very start. It means that if someone kind of tries to tease more information out of you, you can kind of go back to that and say like, oh, we don't we don't know any more than that. We haven't decided any further than that. If you do get into that conversation with your mom or your mother, future mother-in-law or something, before you know it, two drinks in, you'd be committing to a destination wedding in, you know, Portugal that you never wanted to begin with. Yeah, absolutely. Like, we'll definitely have to talk about parents in another episode because that's a whole other minefield. But particularly with parents, I think it's good to have a a one line for them alone um, just before they start, like, inviting, you know, the neighbour down the road. My pal who recently got engaged, her one-liner is actually two words. It's Spain 2020, which I think is good because what can you say back to that? Yeah, other than, oh, great, I'll book the time off and I've got my flight. Well, it's far enough away, I think, that people don't need to book the time off. Yeah. You don't need to book two years in advance, right? No, but the people who want to bag an invite might. Oh, God. People are so keen in this scenario. So keen. Yeah, don't they get invited to 57 other weddings a year? Be cool, guys. What is your take on engagement parties? Yay or nay? I love an engagement party. I think do it because you only get to be engaged once, hopefully. Mm -hmm. August plan. So you might as well milk it. Absolutely. I'm all for milking being engaged. Cocktails, wedding cake, every opportunity. I love as well when you're engaged, everything you do requires Prosecco like going to pick out your dress going to your recording your podcast recording your clink (laughs) yeah I think you might as well and also 
even if you are the most level-headed person on earth, wedding planning at some point will probably be a little bit stressful. So you might as yeah. well enjoy the bits that are enjoyable. And it might be a year, two years before you get the actual party at the end of it. So why not have a party now? Do you think when people are engaged, if they're having an engagement party, do they have to ask only people they would ask to the wedding? That was making me nervous when we had our engagement drinks. Mm, I think it depends. If it's a casual drinks, I think you can kind of go nuts and invite whoever you want. But I don't think many people have very formal engagement parties. I've never been to one at least. No, I always think of it as a thing in films in America where they yeah. have like a black cocktail dress and drink champagne in some swanky bar. And there are like invitations and there's like for some reason a jazz band. Yes, always a jazz band. But I feel like most of the time it's just we're going to the pub on Friday. Yeah, see we might there. splash out and book a table. In that case, I think you can kind of... Go ahead. And just make sure you've got your line ready to swerve if there are any people who are edging for an invite. Yes, yeah. And in the same vein as that, don't start inviting people because <laughs> that can get really tricky. Be careful as well with your relatives who might invite people before you've even discussed the minutiae of your guest list with them. Because yes. you don't even know what your guest list is no. yet. Particularly, there's certain like tiers. And again, we'll definitely do a whole episode on guest lists. But there's certain tiers or sections of of friends and relations so like say cousins or work colleagues where you either invite them all or none and so you have to wait and, and think about that before you start inviting yeah. them all and by the time the engagement party rolls around you probably haven't decided any of this yet no. so it's best just to be vague yes. be as vague as possible about yes. everything after you've had your engagement party and clinked your Prosecco I think the first thing every couple should do is sit down Maybe got another bottle of Prosecco, why not? And work out what you want from your wedding. Yeah, I think it's really important to make a deliberate date of it. Yes. And say, okay, what about Thursday? We sit down and, and have an initial chat about it. Yeah. Because it could so easily happen that you're kind of planning your wedding with your other half in like bits of conversations and WhatsApp messages and texts. And it's nice, at least at the outset, to sit down and have a chat, even like, Make it a, make a night of it. Go for a nice meal or whatever. Yeah. But have a chat about things like the vibe that you want to create, whether you want a lot of people or not that many people to attend. Summer or winter. Summer or winter. If a church wedding is important to you, if it's important to you not to have a church wedding, like if you want it at home or away, uh, traditional or alternative. Yeah. Uh, a, a lot of the couples whose real weddings we feature on the site, they seem to very immediately connect on what they want and that's probably what makes them a good couple yeah their decisions are deliberate yeah and sometimes they'll say oh we would have known before our engagement that we wanted this particular area of the world to be where we get married but that doesn't always happen either so it's good to have a sit down and see where your ideas line up and where they maybe don't and I think as well it's good particularly for things like a ceremony where that could be a sensitive area for for someone's family or something like that it's good to get those kind of things ironed out from the very outset. Yeah, so you can let people know and get those. Anything that might cause a bit of family or friend awkwardness, the sooner you make the decision on that, yeah. the more time you have to kind of manage people around that. Yeah, in within that conversation as well, I think it's important to start talking about budget. So Absolutely. You won't have, an, you won't have any clue how much it's going to cost you. If you've never planned a wedding, you don't have any idea what things cost. But I think it's good to work out how much money you have because it doesn't matter what things cost it's about how much you can afford yeah and then working within that we always tell couples to leave a hefty contingency i used to say 10 to 15 percent i really I think like it's, it's gone nearly up. 30 at this stage yeah couples go over by a third like just from chatting to couples it seems like 25 percent is not an uncommon amount to go no. over in your wedding budget yeah which so, is a lot you know if you're having any 
it doesn't matter what size of a budget you have 25% is a lot of extra cash whether yeah. it's 2 grand 20 grand 40 grand you're spending yeah and then within that conversation talk about like the timeline because you might say okay well we have 15,000 to spend how long do we need to take to save that or what do we already have in our savings what do we expect will maybe our parents contribute if that's going to happen and things like that so it's definitely worth hashing all that out within that conversation and also deciding who you want there yeah who you want there and whether you want an enormous party of everyone you've ever met or whether you want basically your parents and your siblings you know really that's about the vibe as well is whether you want to have the kind of party where you're going to spend the whole day going around to everyone kind of making sure you have five minutes with each guest which can be hard if you have 200 people plus absolutely (laughs) or whether you want to have a really relaxed day where you know you get to spend time with your other half as well which is important maybe something a little bit smaller is better absolutely and it might depend on the kind of family you come from as well culturally some people are obliged to invite all of their relatives and others aren't and it's definitely worth talking through that with your other half because they mightn't have considered it when they're in their vision of exactly. what the wedding will be and there's a get around for everything so if you do want a big wedding but you're a bit stressed about having to spend all of this time talking to all these people that you don't know super well and all the money feeding them and all of the money <laughs> feeding them so much money uh you can you know still have a day two or a night before i also think it's really important for couples to maybe set one two three priorities no more than that um whether it's photography food music Uh, From the very outset. Yeah, absolutely. The ones we hear from couples all the time are like, a lot of people actually say, I wanted to have all of my family there or all of my friends. They have a specific amount of people they want there. A lot of people say music. Some people say completely random things, which is cool as well. Like, I really wanted a magician there, which, girl, that is completely fine. (laughs) You do you. You do you. Absolutely try and think of, I suppose for this, it's good to think of, the moment in your wedding day that you hope will be a key moment and a memory for you. And if that's, you know, dancing with your auntie at like 3 a.m., then the band and the venue are your priority. And if it's having an amazing meal, then the food, the catering, the venue are your priority. That's a good way to kind of think of that iconic moment that you want to remember for the rest of your life that you hope to have and work back yeah yeah absolutely like for a lot of couples it's around the ceremony so then I'd say maybe take a lot of time to consider what kind of ceremony you want and who you want to lead it and things like that Uh, so we'll I think working out those key priorities will then affect every other decision you have and then when you're stuck between two suppliers later on you can go back to those initial decisions you've made and always absolutely and keep checking them in as as a touch point throughout your planning that's a great way to do it I think write things down as well I mean call me a nerd but like write things down We're big fans of Trello. (laughs) We love a task management app (laughs) or Google Docs or whatever whatever floats your boat. Get things written down. I don't Mm. mean like have the minutes from your meeting with your other half. I mean, I don't know. That's pretty sexy, (laughs) Selena. (laughs) But something even to just jot them down so you always have them, I think is great. And then it means you can always refer back to them. What do you think about when people uh, start giving you loads of advice? Do you know what you should do? (laughs) Do you know what you should do? I get so secretly enraged when people give me advice. Actually, not in the moment, but afterwards. In the moment, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll I'll think about that. And then later on, I'm like, who does that woman think she is? (laughs) Telling me I can't do this or that. Uh, Yeah, just try to be polite, I guess, is the only advice there. Yeah. 
like you would with anything, like you probably will with this podcast, like take what we say and take what you agree with and leave anything else. Yeah, I love this. This is my chance to do all the things when I'm always really tightly lipped around friends who are engaged because I'm like, they haven't asked for my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> well, that does happen a lot, yeah, given the work that we're in. Oh, but we're also in engagement the, the season mania. of engagements engagement yeah. mania I'm very yeah. excited though about the weddings I know so many um, but yeah I think like personally as someone who like works in weddings I would still wait to give advice Absolutely. until asked yes but a lot of people aren't like that and in that case I think you just have to go mm, yes oh I'll think about that oh I'll look into that and maybe do like a Homer Simpson style like back into the bush yeah. away from them and um, don't let it make you stressed either because I think that's the initial cause of stress for a lot of couples is when someone says you should have this or you should talk to this person or you should book this guy and that that makes you overwhelmed because yeah. you're like I didn't even know I needed someone to send escape my wedding yeah and now all exactly. of a sudden you're like oh that's another two grand or whatever um and it, it's hard as well like even with us when we write things on the site you're instinct is to kind of say like you have to have a silent disco you have to have a glitter bar I do love a silent disco and a glitter bar okay <laughs> calm down Claire this is not what this is about yes but that's how you the language kind of just like pops out of you but actually you don't have to do anything you, the only all. thing you have to do is register your marriage with the state yeah so a pinch of salt any of this advice and if people are really pushing it I would say just change up the conversation yeah you know, Absolutely. if people are being rude, you need to kind of like take yeah. take the politeness down or not and just be like, so what are you watching on Netflix? Yes, always a good segue. Yes, you can use that. <laughs> uh, we haven't talked about rings. Oh, it's the, one of the nicest parts. You get some jewellery. Well, if you're, if, if you're so inclined. If you're so inclined. Yes. Yeah. I know you're not a super big fan of... In a hetero relationship, the guy pre-choosing the ring. Oh, if he knows your taste, I think it's okay. But just like going rogue. Going rogue is never good in any area of I just planning. think so many, again, this is straight relationships, brides have an idea of what they want. And it baffles me why there's never a conversation about it. Or not never, sometimes not a conversation about it. And... And someone just goes rogue and buys a ring. If your other half has a, a distinctive style or likes, you know, you know that they, they'd have opinions on it, then why not include them? Yeah, I think I, um, maybe I'm just like more of a romantic where I just think... You're an old traditional. <laughs> I'm an old traditional. I just think that if the person you love picks a ring for you, you'll like it because it will appear, however it appears in reality, to be the most beautiful ring you've ever seen. Yes. But maybe that is a bit of a disnification of engagements. No, because, I mean, it is a gift. So at the end of the day, we generally like most gifts we receive and are like very touched that they were given to us. But it's also a gift you have to wear on your hand that is every true. day for the rest of your life. So what do you do if you don't like your ring? Oh, God. <laughs> Just the, the like sick feeling in my stomach there. I have to go back on everything I, I said. Don't buy the ring, guys. <laughs> Get a token ring. I have a friend who got a ring that she didn't love. She didn't hate, but she didn't love. And she was really overwhelmed and so excited to be engaged. So she sat with it for a few days. And then she was like, no, I can't it's live not with me. this ring. It's not me. It was kind of chunky and she wears more petite jewellery. Mm. Um, so she said it to him and he was initially kind of heartbroken he had spent a lot of time picking it out put a lot of thought into it but when they talked about it and he told her why he had picked it for her it was the three stones and he'd given her the reasons behind each of the stones that he'd picked like making it Harry yes <laughs> and she loved that so 
she took the stones and put them into a different setting and it all worked out. So there's definitely compromise to be made there. And definitely, like, people who are picking out a ring for their hopefully future spouse, cut yourself some slack as well. Because just because you know the person really intimately and you know their favourite drink and TV show and their, like, clothing size doesn't mean that you're going to know the kind of jewellery they like. Maybe they don't wear a lot of jewellery. Yeah. A lot of women in particular don't really wear that much. They're not giving you a lot of clues. Yeah. And there's no shame in using a promise ring or a token ring to propose and then, or hula hoop, I'm partial to a barbecue flavour. And... (laughs) Go into Claire's accessories, (laughs) get a pack of five, crack that out, that would be adorable. Um, And then going shopping later, a lot of people do that. It's really nice and very romantic in its own way. And I think a lot of times the partner will give you an indication as well as to what they want. A lot of partners will drop heavy hints. Heavy hints. (laughs) In Claire's case, a very heavy hint about what they want as well. So you can look out for those cues. Yeah, so Mark had asked me what kind of ring I'd like. So we went and had a look in a few shops and there was nothing I loved. And if you know me, you know I wear a lot of rings and I love jewellery. So he knew I I would have opinions. Um, and so there was a ring that I had, had pinned on Pinterest. Uh, of course. Because I was a, a creepy wedding lurker. A lurker. Um, like the best of us. Yes, all of us. And um, so I sent him that one and a couple of others that I liked so that I, there would still be an element of surprise um, but this was the one I really wanted and um, and it's perfect yes it is and as well he did it a long time before he actually planned to propose I think he was at the start of the saving for the ring thing so it was 10 months later before I saw it again so we just didn't talk about it then after that I think a lot of couples think that maybe that would take some of the like magic or sparkle out of the whole engagement process but I think there's something to be said for being really practical and also talking to your partner who you've been with for possibly 5, 10, 15 years about what you want is just makes sense. And this goes to just engagements and proposals in general. Again, this is quite a straight relationship kind of uh, anomaly, but that people think that the the woman is just sitting there waiting to be proposed to when in reality a lot of a lot of women have a say in their own relationship and the direction their own life is going in yeah and and a lot of couples who might be spoken about like oh when's he gonna put a ring on it they've probably discussed when they're gonna get engaged they possibly have gone we're gonna get engaged in September 2019 you don't know how far like oh we don't want to be engaged for two years we can't afford a wedding right now so we're gonna hold off yeah I think Back in the day when you had met the person six times before you got engaged, (laughs) maybe there was a bit more spontaneity about it. But these days, I think, you know, if that's the kind of couple you are and you're planners and you're organisers and you want to plan and organise the engagement, that's also totally cool. And it's definitely not unromantic. Like, I knew we were going to get engaged eventually. There was no big, like, I'm waiting on it every day. Yeah. But also then when it happened, it's still so exciting. It's like if you know what gender your baby is, doesn't mean you're not excited when the baby comes out. Exactly. And it's a thing that when it happens to other people, you kind of think like, oh, great. But when it's happening to you, it's so special and personal. Oh, it's amazing. Like in the moment, you're like, oh my God, I'm being proposed to. Like that's all you can think of. Mad butterflies. Yeah, it's very exciting. But that's another thing as well we should point out is if... Your engagement didn't go as you had always dreamed it would or it wasn't a big Hollywood-esque moment or it was a bit too big of a moment or for some reason you have any weird icky feelings about your engagement. Don't, because the main thing is that you're really happy to marry this person. Hopefully. (laughs) Well, otherwise, get out of there. Run. Put down your iPhone. 
we get a lot of uh, couples that say that they feel a bit of embarrassment about the engagement or it went a bit awry for them, particularly yeah. when they're the one doing the engaging or the proposing. Yeah. They're a bit embarrassed because like they messed it up or whatever. None of that stuff matters no. in the end. It, if anything, it just makes for a cuter anecdote, I think. Absolutely. Do you know what does matter? That your ring fits you, Selena. So this is for when you've got the ring, whether it was proposed with or you picked it out after. Yeah. Don't be wearing it around. If it's too big. If it's too loose or too tight, actually. That yeah. I once you don't want to cut had off. to get my mom to hacksaw a ring off my finger. And let's Why let did tell she you. bring it to a jeweler? Because I grew up in the country, Claire. We had Murphy a hacksaw in the shed. <laughs> my mom's a very practical woman. She did cut me quite significantly. Anyway, it was great, great times. Wow. But um, no, too tight or too loose. Too tight, obviously, you could actually hurt your finger. Yes. You might have to go to a jeweler like a legit person would <laughs> and get it taken off, in which case it would damage the ring. Uh, too loose, you'll be at your engagement party, you'll be gesturing wildly, describing the yeah. proposal, and it'll fly off yeah. into someone's glass and you'll never in see it again. In the same vein, add it to your house insurance or renter's insurance ah, now. So practical, Claire. Yeah, I love that's it. That's me. That's something to put on your I just got engaged to-do list. So... You're engaged, you've had your your party, you've drank your Prosecco, you've gotten your ring resized, you've set everybody's expectations. You've done all your merrymaking. Yes, you haven't asked anyone to be your bridesmaid yet because you're holding on. You've had, you've had your conversation about what kind of wedding you want. Yes. Now what do you do? Now it's time to think about the venue because that's really the biggest and first choice. Yeah, the venue dictates what date you're getting married. So every other decision after that, really. The vibe, the guest list, possibly. How much money you have left Even for other stuff. You know. As a good rule, you'll spend about half of your overall budget on your venue, if it includes catering. So it's definitely wise to, to think very carefully. Pick a venue you love nearly everything about. Because after that, you're kind of limited then in every yeah, other decision tied. you make. Yeah. A lot of this kind of comes down to gut instinct, doesn't it, with the venue? Like any of the couples we speak to for real weddings or for any other reason, they always seem to tell us that they knew it was the one and they had this special butterfly moment when they visited with their other half. I do think you have to employ gut instinct when you're visiting venues because you can look all you want on websites, on Instagram. You can even have attended the venue as a guest and you might not be prepared for what it actually looks like in real life there's so many that that photograph usually but like aren't the same or there's others that you never expected and are really magical when you get there and um, so definitely cast a wide net in your search and be open-minded as well about about the ones you decide to visit. absolutely i would say throw in a wild card if there's one that you have a weird kind of tendency toward but it doesn't really match with the other main hopes you have for the day and it's possible to visit it you know practically Throw it in because we often hear that as well, that we visited this one at the very end of a long day as a wild card, didn't think that we were going to like it at all. And then we ended up changing our plans just to suit it because we loved it yeah. so much. And also bring a list of questions with you as well. We have a very handy list. I won't we do. Because I think if you're armed with that list of questions, you don't have to ask every single one at the at the no. viewing. But I think if there's important things to you, say whether children are allowed or if it's accessible or... Or can you party till 3am? Yes, things like that, that, that will make or break your wedding. I think it's important to ask them from the very outset. might be taken for granted as well because all of the weddings you've been to have had those elements. Yes. And you haven't realised that actually you have to ask about them and not all venues have them. Right, is that enough information? Are you overloading? I, I'm overloaded. I'm overloaded. <laughs> All right, more Prosecco. Yay. <laughs> One fab day, 
Listener Dilemmas. We would like to think that planning a wedding is all kittens and roses, but sometimes issues arise. And that's why we've made room in the podcast for wedding dilemmas and to solve some of your wedding dilemmas. Claire, would you like to take it away there? Yes, this is from a bride on Instagram who said, I really want to walk up the aisle with my partner, but when I told my dad about our plans, he was really disappointed. Now I feel guilty and I'm thinking of giving in. Accompanied by a lot of like stress emojis as well, yes. I feel like. <laughs> I, I really, really empathise this person. This is such a tricky one. It's a really tricky one. So uh, something we don't see a lot, but are seeing a lot more of is couples walking up the aisle at their ceremony together for the initial entrance, which I think is lovely and adorable. This girl presumably is dealing with her dad having this hope and dream for his whole life of walking her up the aisle yeah. and something he took for granted. So I can totally empathise with the dad as well. I would say your parents are really important people. Like, I wouldn't say this about basically anyone else in your life for the bridal party, but if something is really important to them and not super important to you, I think you should compromise for them. Yeah, unless you have a fundamental reason not to. In Um, this case, it sounds like... She really wants this as well, which is where the conflict is. Yeah. Now, one thing she could do would be to, you know, as planned, walk up the aisle initially with her partner and maybe come up with another way to include her dad in the day. Like ask him to maybe if she's writing her own ceremony or the couple are writing their own ceremony, maybe get him involved in some kind of reading or ritual. Yeah. Or she could like travel to the ceremony with him. Yes. But walk up the aisle with her other half. We had a real wedding on the site and I thought it was so cute. The dad did walk her up the aisle, but he confessed that he was really disappointed that they wouldn't have. Yeah, it's so cute. So he was upset because they weren't going to have the little drive in the car to the church from the church to the ceremony no oh, from- she was getting married she was getting ready where the recep where the ceremony was yes so there was no commute from where the beautification was happening to the ceremony like there normally would be in a nice fancy car and he just always wanted that special five minutes with her so she rented a car specifically to come into the venue bring the two of them out and circle around the block which was so sweet and he selena crocked i i <laughs> Shush, Claire. <laughs> I'm a hard rock of a woman. And I thought that was really, really, really sweet. So thoughtful. there are, like, have a brainstorm, I would say, about other ways you can include your yeah. dad. And just, it's really hard to weigh up your wishes and his wishes. I think if you think, if you fast forward 10 years and look back at your wedding day, your memory of it might not be that that moment of walking up the aisle, but your dad's, your dad's will be. Yeah. So... It's just as to whether or not that's important to you. Yeah, exactly. It's a tough one for sure, though. Yeah. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I, Ross. I, Ross. Take the Emily. Take the Rachel. Take the Rachel. Step away from the spreadsheets. Now, to finish things off, we understand when you're wedding planning, it basically takes over your entire life. So we want you to step away from the Google spreadsheets and do something new this week. So I get to pick the new thing you do this week. And I want to tell you that you should try weaving because I've just bought a loom and oh I'm God. obsessed. I was going to ask, is there a loom involved? <laughs> There's a loom. I, I love was... how we're doing a really modern <laughs> wedding podcast and you're regressing I to know. like 17th also, century activities. The DIY brides and grooms will be like, I can't weave anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm weaving my wedding favours. I need to save my wrists for like making <laughs> wedding favours. I know. But um, no, I was in Sostrand Green and I, I saw a loom. And I saw some pretty wool and I bought it and I still don't really know what I'm doing, but it's very exciting and I want everyone else to join me and make it. Well, it is trendy, but make, make making it... some kind of weaving club. Yes. Yes. Let's start a weaving club. I don't know, Claire. I'm not sure about this one. I'll get you what all What are you on board. doing? Like a, ha- like a wall hanging vibe? Um, yes. It's circular. And, um, oh, I'm with you. And so it it's going to look gorgeous when it's done and I'll definitely finish it. <laughs> definitely will finish it like that blanket I've been knitting for three years I imagine that's quite good actually when you're watching TV and you need yes, something to keep your hands exactly. off Instagram and social off Instagram and away from weddings because I think your phone becomes another device to constantly hub. consume your head with all things weddings so I think it's important to, to step away from the technology okay. okay you've convinced me I'm, I, I'm in do it let's loom the one fab date wedding podcast Thank you so much for listening to our very first ever episode of the One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. We did it! Yay! We are going to be with you every single week, giving you everything you need to plan your dream wedding. Um, and in between podcasts, you can head over to onefabday.com where you can get loads of tips, advice. At the moment, we're in wedding planning mode, so we have a lot of checklists and guides. Yep, a crash course in wedding planning over there at the minute. Yeah. And if there's anything you'd like to hear us talk about on the podcast, you can give us a shout, you can email us at hello at onefabday.com or you can get in touch via social on Facebook and Instagram we're at onefabday so on keep everything. in touch on everything Pinterest the lot and make sure you tell all your engaged and wedding lurker friends to hit us up as well and our email is hello at onefabday.com The One Fab Day Wedding Podcast Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.